Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us, as athletes, were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing his leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. There's a very interesting article that's old, four years old. It came out on October 3, 2015 by thesportster.com. In this article... The headline is top 15 countries to never win an Olympic gold medal. Now there's a lot of, there's obviously 15 listed in here and we'd have to double check all 15. This is four years old, but at the time it was written, we're looking at Vietnam, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Saudi Arabia, Iceland, Qatar, Nambia, Singapore, Lebanon, Ghana, Moldova, Malaysia. Those are 15 through four. And that's of course, again, up until 2015, so if you know in 2016 uh, your country won a gold medal, calm down, and this is a four-year-old article. That being said, the top three, let's look at what they have for the top three. Now, the top number three has changed. Number three in this article, countries that have never won a gold medal, number three, Puerto Rico. However, in the 2016 Summer Games, Monica Puig won gold medal in tennis. So, that takes them off the list. That leaves us with the, the last and final two. Number two, Bangladesh. As of now, currently, Bangladesh has not only never won a gold, they are the most populated country to never win a medal at all in the Olympics. But they're not number one. Number one on this list, which again was four years old, but is still current, no gold medal ever won for the Philippines. Here's what they have written. 20 Summer Olympics and four Winter Olympics. Now, uh, that would be changed to 21 Summer Olympics and five Winter Olympics. 
487 athletes sent to the farthest corners of the world. All of that, and the Philippines have only nine medals to show for it. Again, that number would change. The last coming in 1996, Los Angeles, not current. On top of that, seven of them are bronze and only two are silver. So besides those numbers, that would change a little bit. But the fact remains, out of all that time, no golds. The Philippines has a population of over 102 million people. Its economy has been growing for years, and they haven't been involved in a war since World War II. Unlike many other countries on this list, the Philippines has no excuses. So far, only one athlete has qualified for the 2016 Games, blah, 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 blah. All dated information. That brings us to today's interview. Today's interview is with 2016 silver medalist, Asian Games gold medalist, Southeast Asian Games 2019 gold medalist hopeful, Heidelin Diaz. Heidelin, female weightlifter, has a legitimate shot to be the first ever gold medalist from the Philippines. However, her story is riddled with adversity, struggle for funding, and a major controversy that almost eliminated her career completely. As the Southeast Asian Games gets closer and closer in November, and the 2020 Tokyo Games will be here before we know it, looking at the world of international competition and the stories behind it are becoming more and more prevalent as time moves on. So thank you in advance to Heidelin for taking your time for the interview, and enjoy. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find creating young minds check them out see what they're all about and when the tbl league rolls around once again keep an eye out for the lewisville yellow jackets thank you well first of all let's start here who who am i talking with for the listeners hi i'm Hayden diaz from philippines um representing philippines in weightlifting okay what is your experience experience i'm Rio 2016 silver medalist and Asian Games 2018 gold medalist and yeah I think that's the biggest yeah I think um, so yeah so let's start like I was saying how did you get involved in weightlifting I get involved in weightlifting when I was 11 years old by curiosity only in weightlifting uh, by my cousins who is all they are five boys. <laughs> Yeah, and I just get curious um, when they lifting. Are they are they weightlifters yeah. now? Yeah, some of them are still weightlifters, and some of them they got a job because of of weightlifting. Or they have a job because of it. Yeah, of weightlifting, because you know weightlifting gave us scholarship, then job as well as a military in military. Oh, so that, okay, so weightlifting, I was going to, because one of the things I wanted to ask was how do you make any money from weightlifting unless you're like an Olympian, but you said there's military? Yeah, because sometimes we, some athletes get into military 
because there is quota. Okay, that makes sense. So just re well, let's see. What when was your first international competition? At what point were you an international comp competitor? Uh, my first international competition was two thousand four. Two thousand four after two years in in weightlifting, wow. and that was Asian weightlifting youth championship. Okay. In Thailand. Yeah. How'd you do? I think I I didn't won. No. And yeah, I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, and top five. Top five. Yeah. Uh, so recently you were in the news as far as looking for some sort of sponsorship and support, right, for your training for the Olympics. Yes. And you were picked up. Phoenix has sponsored you, correct? Yes, they help. So Phoenix. what? Yeah, go ahead. But uh, right now, who really help is the Philippine Sports Commission, of course, they help. Um, but, you know, Olympic level is different. How so? Yeah. Of course, my age right now is 28. And I was in weightlifting since 11 years old. So 17 years in weightlifting. So, yeah, I saw how, as an athlete, how will I... Then I won in Rio Olympics. And, you know, to level up, going to gold medal it's you need to get a lot of funding and a lot of people and not a lot of people a specialist people um especially a good people that will bring you towards that goal sure and of course yeah i i need help from this sports science people um especially that's what we call it right? um like recovery of course i'm 17 years already in my sports and it's hard to maintain and sustain and to be in top level and to maintain and sustain that it's it's hard and yeah and i'm grateful that they help they understand and hopefully it's not only they help me but also they will help other athletes as well because really it's not about only the result mm. it's about the preparation as well so you were talking about you, you said 27 Mm -hmm. You're 27, correct? 28. 28. All right. So you have yes. the Olympics coming up in Tokyo in 2020, right? Yes. Have you I already solidified a spot in that? Hmm? Have you already qualified a spot for that? Not yet because we have 18 months qualifying period. Uh, yeah, qualifying period. Okay. So in 18 months, you have to divide it by six months. So there's three period. Okay. Three period. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, then, but before that, you have Southeast Asian Games coming up. Yeah, I have Southeast Asian Games. And you'll be participating in that? Yes, of course. I love to represent our country in our country. Do you know? In Philippines. Are you facing anyone that you know of that has given you trouble in the past as far as people you've had trouble competing against? Right now, I don't have that. Um, in Sea Games, I don't have a... Um, strong opponent. Okay. Because Thailand get positive in in doping. Oh. So yeah. Okay. Uh, Thailand is the number one opponent that I have for Olympics. Okay. And Sea Games. So right now you're the heavy favorite for the Sea Games. In Southeast Asia, yeah. Okay, but then when Tokyo rolls around, do you have any idea what place they'd project you at? Like, are you? projected at second because you you got silver last time or do you have any idea about any of that or not really 
first, I have idea that you know everyone, everyone of us wants to get qualified there, and all of the athletes who is in Olympics wants to get the gold. And of course, I want to get the gold, and you know I can do it. Sure. But yeah, yeah, of course. But of course, uh, it's guts will also. I say mm-hmm. we don't know what will happen in competition. Sure. Uh, in just a uh, one second of mistakes, you know, maybe I will not able to lift it, or maybe my my opponent was uh, will not able to lift the barbell. You mm-hmm. know, so, just in few seconds. So um, you had gold in in the Asian Games. How did that feel representing the Philippines with a gold medal? Of course, I feel so happy to represent our country because I really love Philippines. And of course, I'm so proud. The proud, I don't know. Happy, maybe happy. I'm so happy that I I was able to do my best for the Philippines, mm. and to let um, other nations see that we Filipino can do better, can do well in sports. So that actually brings an interesting point, and, and that's the Philippines has never walked away with a gold medal in any Olympics. And right now, you are the biggest chance for that. What would it mean to be the first Olympian from the Philippines to have a gold medal in the Olympics? First gold medal. Ever. I'm still... Ever. Maybe it's like breaking all the... It's like I'm still, you know, I don't know what to feel if I will be the gold medal. Sure. But maybe it's a historical, you know, it, it's oh, a story uh, moment. And like behind those behind those medal behind that medal it's the all the cries all the sacrifices all the tears and but you know it's always the feeling is be grateful and maybe like the feeling is like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's okay um so um when you get like when you place and got silver medal was there any sort at all any sort of disappointment in you just maybe just a personal disappointment or anything you thought about second guessing what you could have done better what you could have worked harder at or or was it all just pure joy it's all um unexpected because i didn't expect to win that silver medal my expectation is to win the bronze only oh really because like six months before eight months before olympics i knew already that i can win bronze okay and yeah, things happened to China, and he, uh, she wasn't able to lift the clean and jerk. Mm. And yeah, I I go up to 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 silver, and you know, uh, for me to able to compete in Olympics is already my is this a dream a goal? Yeah. It's a dream sure. already because before that I had the injury. There are things happening, and you know. Just to able to survive that, and yeah, I'm so grateful already. Because the time really I had my injury, yeah, and I just want to perform what I need to do in Olympics and do my best in in Olympics. So Nothing more. Specifically talking about the Philippines, how do they treat an Olympic athlete? Are you pretty well known or not so much? I think right now I'm pretty well known. Okay. But because uh, you know, there's a lot. Maybe you sh- you know already there's a lot of bad news from me. But I think it's like people don't know how, for us, how uh, Olympic, how important Olympic 
practice mm. for us athletes. Because for us, it's like all the athletes aiming to compete in Olympics, aiming to reach there. And to win gold medal, it's a really big thing. Like you're, you're like um, wanting to reach the impossible thing. Mm. Yeah. Can we, and, you know, do you, can you briefly talk about some of what that bad news might be and clarify I some just, of it? I, you can see it in, in social media. Sure. Yeah. I just don't want to bring it back, but you know, April, August, September, August, July, June, May, four months have passed, but you know, I'm grateful that I, I was able to survive mm-hmm. and you know, I'm still, but I still positive in my training with the result of my training and the result of my competition i'm always trying to be positive with all those things mm. happen maybe you can search it yeah i will i just just to be clear I, you don't yeah. have to go in detail but is it the political issue we were talking about yeah political okay. issues okay. and yeah okay i can and yep. a lot of things yeah okay but you know that's you know that's I'm tough that's grateful. a part of yeah that's a part of being in in the spotlight but yeah so what happens for an Olympic athlete? What happens when you're done? You know, when you're done competing, I don't know how many Olympics you think you got left, but what do you do after that? Because you're certainly not competing until you're 45, right? So yeah. um, what what comes financially? How do you support yourself after the Olympics? I'm in military. Okay. Yeah, and I pretty save much, but, you know, that's also my question to myself. What will happen to me after Olympics? Because... Uh, weightlifting is my life. Mm-hmm. I give everything in weightlifting. I stop in school. I sacrifice my time with my father, mother, with my family, just to focus in weightlifting. But yeah, really, I don't know what will happen after Olympics. Whatever the result is, I need to study again okay. to go back to school. Right now, I file a leave of absence in school for after uh, till Tokyo 2020. Okay. Then after that. I will plan to go back to school because it's really also my dream to to get my diploma in college. So then after that, yeah, maybe business because I'm getting business management. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, right now you're on obviously everyday training, right? Yes. Training everyday every day. training. And so when does that after the Olympics in 2020 that stops and it's not every day and you have time for school? When does that everyday training start up again? A year or two before the Olympics? Hmm? When, how often Sorry. does that everyday training come about? Because you said after the Olympics, you'd like to go back to school. But wouldn't you have everyday training or not? I still have everyday training. But because, you'd ha- okay. yeah. Uh, because my school, I was, I, I study at night. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, after after training, I will study at night. Then, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So is there anything else you think uh, listeners need to know about you or the SEA Games coming up in Tokyo in 2020? About me. I don't know about me. <laughs> Sorry. One thing I know is if I I will win in Olympics, I won't credit it that I do it myself. Yeah. I do it because of the people. I was able to I I will I I get the gold medal in Olympics because of the people surrounded me. Like the my core team, my family, my friends and uh, of course the government funded by phoenix by mvp sports foundation uh, by some of the private companies i and also the filipino people who believe trust and support in me and of course that uh, as if it is a thank you thank you you know it's 
it's really hard the the situation lasts for last four years uh, four months but yeah i thank god that i'm still here fighting for the dream that i have in my heart well you fought well and you're yeah. doing great now it sounds and you're ready to go for the sea games coming up in, in november yes of course i'm ready to go for sea games of course i will do my best in competition i will give my best to represent our country and yeah i will i am more committed in training and more disciplined fantastic fantastic hello hey what's up man you doing all right good now yeah. what i did want to talk to talk about because i want to add it to my uh, my newest episode that comes out with heidelin diaz is mm -hmm. i was hoping if you had any sort of insight on the story because i am completely outside of it and when i was talking with heidelin she was super nice but she said she didn't really want to talk about it i didn't even bring it up but she just said you know she'd prefer not talk about it which was totally fine and understandable so i didn't yeah. but I, I was wondering if you could add anything for that story mm -hmm. uh well lucky for you to be able to um catch her on a good day yeah um Especially now that uh, the Sea Games is coming, I yeah. believe that her schedule is going to be frantic. Yeah. But I guess there would be different points of view regarding the Heidelin story. There are different uh, conflicting sides, of which I don't have a deep grasp. So uh, I will share my opinions depending on what I've read on and research on. So okay. Heidelin is claiming that the Philippine Sports Commission or the National Sports Agency in the Philippines is not throwing enough support to her uh, in her training in uh, the expenses that she is incurring throughout her uh, training throughout her expenses so it's piling up because she has uh, higher expectations now because she has been an Olympic silver medalist and she's gunning for higher which is the gold sure and she wants to keep her status high and uh, still winning so that's why she needed more funds. But unfortunately, according to her, she's not getting enough support from the Philippine Sports Commission, the government. On the other hand, there's this post wherein the one of the representatives from the PSC itemized or laid down in detail how much Heidelin receives in a month. So it's a substantial amount. It's not that high, but it's still enough. And... There's something there. They're supporting Highland. I believe uh, whichever whichever side you tend to believe or patronize or support, I believe the, the main issue here is that the other sports in the Philippines don't get much support from the government and from the public itself. Just imagine yesterday, Gilas Filipinas played a game, got ransacked by 46 points. And even volleyball experts were discussing what happened. Even volleyball fans were discussing what happened. So I've been tracking some Facebook groups supporting volleyball, devoted to volleyball. And they've been discussing what happened. Even though I presume that they don't play the game much less uh, or just uh, watch it for, for, for fun or for the heck of it. Sure. So that's the support that volleyball of basketball gets in this nation. It's far and beyond the top sport. But let's get to the facts and let's get to the results. Even though we have made two consecutive World Cups, the last tenth was not as good. Even though the games were close, we just won one game against Senegal. We gave Croatia a good fight. We gave Argentina a good fight. But still, a loss is a loss. So the, the competition was 
quite there, but still we didn't win. And now that Gilas lost by that big of a lead, everybody's buzzing. Everybody's calling for Coach Yang Yao's head now. Wherein, like years ago, they were campaigning for him to be coach, replacing Chot Reyes. So that's the emotional investment that Filipinos have when it comes to basketball. But as far as medal hall, as far as silverware is concerned, we couldn't even... The best result that we've had in recent years was the silver medal in the FIBA Asia, wherein the Philippines lost to Iran at home. Other than that, I have yet to see any other podium finish for any Philippine team. And prior to that, it has been a frustrating journey for the Philippine national team. We lost in the Asian Games to South Korea by a buzzer beater three. So we lost a chance for bronze, so we ended up finishing fourth. And right. I believe that's as high as we have finished because in Indonesia, we didn't crack the top three. So even though basketball is king in the country, let's look at the facts. It doesn't really deliver much silverware. It doesn't deliver much results. Uh, if you are quantifying success with medals, with achievements, with wins, the cost to result ratio is not that good. As compared to, and surprisingly, during the recent uh, Asian Games, all of the gold medals that the Philippines won were from women and from the smaller sports, the, the not so popular, not so followed sports in the country. I mean, Marjorie Didal won gold. In skateboarding, talked with her. Yeah. Yes. There's this, the golfers, the, the Filipino Kego. golfers won Lois gold. Kego. Yes. They won. Uh, they won individually and they won as a team. And then comes Heidelin. Mm. And even though they've won medals, the effects, the, the ripple effects of their wins were not as uh, magnanimous. Were not as a large scale. Well, I wonder if... Uh, so, I guess, yeah. the question I guess that's the bottom line. Huh? Yeah, the question then, though, is is it the job of the Philippine Sports Commission to put money into things that will bring them medals or that will bring them money back? Because I would think that out of all those teams, Gilas Filipinas will bring them more money back. But if they're solely invested in investing their money in some sort of medal, then, yeah, then it doesn't make any sense. And the majority of funding should be going to... Uh, Marjolin and, and um, Heidelin and Lois. At the end of the day, I guess this the, this the dilemma that the Philippine Sports Commission is facing or the NSAs are facing. Do we, of course, they are beholden to the sponsors because they are the ones who put in the money. Yeah. And I'm not sure why the Philippine Sports Commission itself can support the teams itself. The other athletes do get allowances, but they are way below. It's comparable to minimum salaries here. The, the allowances they get, they do get free housing. They do get they do get to train in government sports facilities. But the allowance that they get is not even a scratch as compared to a rookie PBA player's monthly salary. Mm. So that's the comparison there. I guess that's a dilemma that the PSC has to face whether they go for the money and be transparent where that money goes or you invest in sports wherein you get results I mean, even boxing boxing i believe boxing if you're going to put it in a hierarchy boxing would be the third most popular sport in the country behind yeah. basketball and volleyball but mm-hmm. it seems like and and it it has produced medals for us in the past Onyok Velasco won silver in 996 in Atlanta. Uh, we won three 
Asian medals, uh, gold medals prior to that. And our, our performance as far as boxing is concerned has been uh, steady throughout the years, throughout the decades. But for now, it seems like the funding and the support for boxing is being put on the shelf because much is invested in basketball and volleyball. Where internationally, we're not quite as good. So I guess that would be the, the question that you uh, put up. That would be a moral dilemma, I should say, for the PSC, whether we go for the money or we go for the medal. It's nice to have a mix of both worlds, but yeah. if I were to put somewhat a solution to it, people are always enamored and enticed with winning. And when you see someone winning prestigious achievement like an Asian Games gold medal or an Olympic silver medal, companies get gravitated to that. Just imagine if the sporting companies or the handlers or whoever team was handling Heidelin Diaz before, imagine if they really stroke the iron while it was really hot. Just imagine how many deals or sponsorships or how many companies they could have signed up that are willing to invest in more weightlifting academies in the Philippines. But I guess the publicity was not enough. The promotion after she won that silver medal was not enough. It was headlined in the newspapers, but after a week or a month or so, the, the news has died down. So if they would have really wanted to milk the cash cow there, they could have. They could have gotten a lot of grants, a lot of sponsorships from institutions that would like to be partners with uh, the Weightlifting Federation. But unfortunately, it didn't materialize that way because I believe that once you win people are willing to invest in you as long as you get uh, you connect to the right people you get the right platform to be able to market or to advertise your winnings and to be able to package your achievement in a way that people companies and institutions connect to it so I guess that's how that's one way to to put it mildly okay I got three quick questions I'm going to ask them all back and forth and have you answer them first you know, as a Filipino, for you, and really into sports, is it embarrassing at all that the Philippines has no gold medal in the Olympics? Then the second one is, will it be embarrassing if Heidelin doesn't get gold in the Southeast Asian Games? And then finally, is she your best bet at a gold medal in the Olympics? So first question would be, Philippines not having gold medal. Of yeah. course, that's very disappointing, considering that uh, I'm, not, I'm not an expert with how much their budget is, but... Kenya always has gold medals, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and they're just focusing on running. They can sweep. E even Ethiopia is getting gold medals just by focusing on the long-distance events at the Olympics. They let these guys train, sometimes barefoot, and their facilities might not be even as good as ours. Uh, I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen their facilities, but maybe it's comparable or maybe we have better facilities but yet they keep on winning at least one gold medal every olympics just because they are so good at long distance running so why can't we find a sport wherein we can focus that can guarantee us gold medals uh, it's a, it's such a such a shame that uh, billiards is not yet part of the olympics and that could be a sport that we can really be good uh, good at that could be a sport where we can really continually produce gold medals for the country but for now it hasn't panned out as a medal sport in the olympics so why couldn't we find a sport wherein just like the kenyans focus on it devote much effort and time devote uh, a lot of facilities and train 
young athletes as and train them constantly throughout the years and throughout the ages and then until such time that they'll be able to produce medals for us so that's a shame boxing could be that sport because that's as close as we have gotten to a gold medal we have won two silvers in boxing one is when uh, in 1964 and then on your one in 1996 which i believe was still a travesty if you're going to watch that uh, the, the replay of that uh, match clearly on your one that match but for some reason the j- judges thought otherwise uh, they kept on pressing their button for points to the bulgarian guys see i still remember because uh, they we should we should have won that gold medal that could have been a f- that should have been not not could have been that should have been our first gold medal but <laughs> well uh, the olympic gods thought otherwise and uh, blinded those three judges but still so boxing could be that sport billiards could be another and i haven't even mentioned basketball because we are just at a mismatch at a disadvantage as far as height and expertise is concerned the Itali- just just for example last night's game the italians knew who they were the italians knew how to play they haven't deviated from their style of play that uh they've been using for decades that's who they are that's european that's what european basketball is so why deviate from something that is working and unfortunately for us, we've been trying too many systems, but basically it's still dribble drive, and the Italians uh, got the, the better of us. So it's a shame that we haven't won anything, uh, any gold in the Olympics for a lot of reasons, whether it's political, whether it's lack of funding or facilities, or we haven't really, as, as a nation, we haven't dug deep in ourselves as a society and thought of what are, what, is the sport that will really propel us throughout the world that when this sport is mentioned, it will be synonymous to our country. So we haven't found that sport yet. Second question, would it be a shame if Heidelin doesn't win gold? Yes, it is because she has already won silver in Rio. And that was an unexpected win. Although she prepared for it, of course, trained for it, but that came out of left field. And when you have achieved that on the highest stage there is which is the olympics then with quote-unquote inferior competition i hope in the sea games it wouldn't be a walk in the park but it would be shocking if she doesn't win gold in her category she is a silver medalist because she is a world-class talent so and when you have a world-class talent going up against and this is not a knock against Southeast Asian competition, but when you have a world-class talent going up against Southeast Asian talent, you tend to side to the world-class talent. Oh, yeah. So it would be it would be a travesty if she doesn't win. If she doesn't win gold. I wouldn't scratch one gold for the Philippines already, but that should be a guaranteed. Co- that that should be a guarantee. Her winning a gold medal, and then. The third question again would be... Uh, if there's anybody out there you think is going to win that first gold, do you think it's going to be Heidelin in the Olympics? Okay. She's our best bet now. Heidelin. She has won silver, but there has been talk during her medal run that one of the Chinese participants got injured, and that's why she got in. But still, it's silver. So if that's one less uh, good competitor, then she should have been relegated to bronze but she won silver so she has that caliber already so if there are companies or institutions 
that are really invested in uh, the moral high ground for Philippine sports and want to see that first gold medal, they would invest in Heidelin. They would invest in whatever she needs. Whatever, of, of course, as long as it's justified because maybe Heidelin might make a lot of demands and then it has nothing to do with her training, it has nothing to do with her sport. So it still has to be balanced that the, the money, the investment that she will get will directly affect her preparations, not just for the SEA Games, but on future competitions. And I'm not sure, but Heidelin is also not getting any younger. And so we'll have the Olympics next year. So she we are one like way. 25. One, yeah. Yeah, 25. So we're not sure what is going to happen four years after that if she is still actively competing or if a, a talent from all over the world has caught up to her that she might struggle in the next Olympics, that she might not even finish at the podium. So the, the, the window of opportunity is small given that it's only once in four years. And with time not necessarily on our side, she's the best bet to get that first gold medal. Just imagine the, the exposure that that would get. Even non-sporting media institutions would be enamored by that kind of publicity. And then once that happens, and then it's easier to promote to, to companies, it's easier to promote to firms and institutions, hey, our weightlifting program, despite the lack of optimal funding, produce an Olympic gold medal. Would you want to invest in it to be able to put your company's name beside the winners? N yeah. No company would say no to that because yeah. you, you, uh, you, you sign up your, your brand synonymous to winning. So even, even the, big, the big players in basketball, maybe smart, maybe chooks to go, they wouldn't say no to that because that's an Olympic no. gold medal and there's an opportunity to produce more winners in the future because we have a proven formula we just have to replicate it to the younger generation but the way to replicate it of course we need financial support to be able to do it get the best facilities hire better coaches of course the, the nutrition plan and the the diet of of these uh, weightlifters uh, is uh, no joke they, they have to eat right and they have to eat certain uh, amounts of food just to be able to do what they do so Right. He's the best bet. Yeah. yeah, and she did she did get her sponsorship of two million from a combination of the sports commission and Phoenix Petroleum. So she yes, did yes. get her yeah, she did get her sport. Did you do, last question was do you know anything about the the Austerte matrix or not? Yes, I've heard of that matrix. It's uh you know, that's why there are two types of books. There's fiction and non fiction. Unfortunately, the Aus Duterte Matrix, you can put it in the, non, uh, the fiction section of any library. Sure. Because, yeah. because there is no substantial, solid, and uh, cutthroat evidence. Sure. To even prove that she's part of the Auster plan, she's been sweating for the country, lifting so much kilograms that are equivalent to like two or three Filipinos already. <laughs> And just because of that, she would get a medal for it. And then you implicate her 
to a matrix that is hastily planned, the diagram of which can be done by a grade school artist. It's just it's just circles and lines and then pictures of people. So I guess right. Someone young can replicate that. And I, I thought you'd and think the same way. I just you know, we chuckle about it, but that ruined her for quite some time. Yes, it it did ruin her reputation because unfortunately there are people who are really invested or might be even paid to support or defend whatever decision or whatever word that this administration uh, publicizes so yeah that uh, took an uh, her reputation took a knock a bit but you know filipinos they tend to be like those people who patronize jesus and then shouted crucify him so yeah. once heidelin wins another medal they would be fans again and then for some weird or wicked reason they would find a way to implicate her for no apparent reason at all and then yeah. they would turn into foes again so it did hurt her i believe that She's been devoting much hours and time and effort and then for, for the country and then for the same country to turn its back on her just by implicating her on a matrix that doesn't make really any sense. It's plain fiction, one of the best fiction literatures we'd have in, in years in the Philippines. So it did really hurt her and luckily there's still a lot of more, there are more people who are willing to throw their support to her. Awesome. Uh, appreciate all that insight. We wish her the best, of course. Yes, definitely. Yes. Awesome. Lance, thanks for thanks for catching up with me. And um, Yeah, thank you very much, Aaron. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep in touch with you, yeah. all right? Yeah, talk to you soon. All right, yeah, yep. Have a great evening. You yep. too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram, uh, at globallyballinofficial, and then Twitter, at globallyballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account three dollars a month. And with that, you're going to get a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. 
as the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Canon conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your, um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin'. Instagram at Globally Ballin Official, Twitter at Globally Ballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com, search Globally Ballin, and you'll find, do the $3 a month patron if you're interested and get all new content, a bunch of additional content. Uh, if that's not for you, totally fine. We still really appreciate you supporting and listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a message. Again, because we're most active on Instagram and Twitter, that's the best way to send us a suggestion. We'd be happy to listen and um, and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.